This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. It's on the block, 93.7, the ticket. Still no Bach. We got the strict part down, but we don't have the Bach part quite yet. He will be back tomorrow, I promise. You're only stuck with me for one more day. Nate Dog, as the Hall of Famer would call me, checking in. Last day, but strict. <laughs> We're counting on you to reel it back in. The last show that we just had was a bit chaotic. But that's why we come to you, the expertise, to head us to steer us right in the in the correct direction. Well, I'll try, man. I mean, I just love um, talking sports. I love, you know, what we're doing here on 93.7 The Ticket. I love the fans that are tuning in and uh, the listeners that are listening in. It's just great, man. It's great to be able to tap in. And I can't wait, actually, to be in studio tomorrow. Looking yeah. forward to it, especially on... The wonderful day we call what? NFL draft. Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> That's right. Kevin Meyer will be here. Now you don't have Thirsty to. You don't Thursday. have to do it virtually. You can actually be in studio for once. This time I get to test the beer because you know right. normally I'll just have to pull out some wine I, right. I purchase at the store, whatever the case may be. I don't normally get all mm. the the wonderful beers that he gets to bring in. Right. I don't get to taste those. So this time in studio tomorrow. Eastrick will be there to taste the Hey, there we, now are you a beer guy? That's that's the real question. Uh, I'm I'm really not, but if I do drink beer, I like to drink um like more imports. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh Modelo's, um, you know, Corona, Stripe, right. um uh, different beers like that. Uh, not no not not so much Heineken anymore, but mm-hmm. I still I, I'll taste a good beer, but you know, the way that they make their beers, I mean, they mm-hmm. They make them tasty. It oh, absolutely! Like citrus and all kinds of crazy stuff. So it's it's a good right. opportunity. See that that's just way different than me. I guess I'm too soon removed from college. I graduated college about a year and a half ago, so I'm a big beer guy, and I'll drink basically whatever kind of beer you give me. So that might be why we're we're a bit different in that. But I'm starting to get on the wine. Kevin Meyer knows what he's doing. He brings us all the good wine. That's for oh, yeah. sure. That is for sure. But want to make sure we get right into it. You can go ahead and text us 402-464-5685. We've got a very good, good segment. Show. Good segment. Yes. Yeah, we, segment we got a packed right show. Uh, Evan Bland's going to join us at 425 from the Omaha World Herald. Talk some Huskers uh, Huskers football, maybe even some Huskers hoops. Who knows? Uh, we'll have shootout with Strick. Hitting the hardwood will be all around the NBA. We'll talk about some college football, too. Heisman watch, top 10 quarterbacks. we got a packed show. But starting out. We are going to be talking about Huskers in the draft. Tomorrow is the NFL draft. Looks like for the first time in a while, um, I, I have it pulled up. We can go through a little bit of this, this specifics when the time comes. But for the first time in a while, it looks like the Huskers are going to have four locks in the NFL draft. A couple other players, maybe like a Damian Daniels, Samari Toure, kind of fringe guys could possibly get drafted. But it looks like we'll have four locks. So, Strick, I'll ask you, the last time... 
four players were drafted in a draft from Nebraska was in 2016. So it's been six years since four players have been drafted. If you're looking at a first-round pick, I don't think we're going to have a first-round pick in this draft. Probably it had to be not. Mukamara, right? It was it was with Mukamara, correct? In 2011. So I don't think we'll have one this draft. But I think kind of the overarching question that I have is: is this an indication of where the program is at? That players aren't getting drafted? That we aren't having first-round draft picks? And not only that, that. Any year that you're going to send four guys into the NFL draft that presumably are locks to get drafted, you still only won three games. So, so what what does this yeah. mean for the direction of the program? Well, I, I don't think it means um, there's negativity, and I think right. it can actually, you know, bold well, especially if they perform well on draft day uh, tomorrow. If they find themselves, you find a couple of them being drafted anywhere from late second. Um, you know, a couple in the third, mm-hmm. that'll be, that'll be good. That's something you can sell in the program. You may get a third, maybe a fifth and, and, and some six and maybe a seventh. But at the end of the day, that, that could still be a story you can sell. You know what I mean? So I don't, right. I don't want to say it's a negativity to the program. I would say that could have changed had they won some games, but those players did a wonderful job in their performance in the combine. Um, especially Cam Taylor Britt and, yeah. and, yeah. and, and Jurgen. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam Jurgens. So those individuals performed very well. Even JoJo, JoJo performed very yeah. well. And we'll we'll dig, dig into some of those numbers as we get into this segment. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it bodes well. I mean, I don't think it it's a negativity on the program, so to speak. Right. So I want to make sure the listeners know my four. You can agree or disagree with me, Strick. But right now I'm looking at the Journal Star, and what they have is is what I was probably going to go with too. They have Jurgens, Cam Taylor, Britt. JoJo Doman and Austin Allen is locks. So the, all those guys presumably are going to get drafted. I'd probably agree with that. So so the question is, where do they get drafted? Be, because that's that's the interesting thing is we've seen a player like Cam Jurgens in some mock drafts go early as the second round, some as low as the fifth round. Cam Taylor Britt, another one of those guys. I mean, he's been getting a lot of buzz lately, especially over the past couple weeks. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Some have him going in the second round, but I've also seen him going as low as the seventh. So when it's all said and done, where where are you kind of at with, with where these guys are going to get drafted? Well, uh, for me, when I look at it, I, I, I can possibly see um, Jurgens maybe going – in the third round. Okay. Um, he performed very well in, in his, as I stated in his combine. And, you know, I think the Seahawks in their situation, um, when they allowed their starting C center, Ethan uh, Posich mm-hmm. to leave mm-hmm. into free agency. And then they took a, a look at, you know, Austin, their backup, Austin Blythe there, and they didn't secure him on a long-term deal. And, and he's the replacement. So they basically secured him um, on a one-year deal. He's a 30-year-old free agent. And so I don't know for sure if that's something that they're – the direction that they're looking to go. It could be a trial by by fire bases. But at the end of the day, I could see Cam Juergens maybe going – uh, to the Seahawks as as high as the 72nd round. I mean, 72nd overall pick. Right, right. There's no 72nd round. <laughs> but, but I mean, with his footwork, his abilities to to move, they do a Dickerson, um, they run a zone scheme. So anybody with his his abilities is would be solid for that scheme with his quickness, his tenacity, uh, his ability to get downfield, 
in the screen game, all of those things would bode well for that look. Um, so I see a possibility there. And, and so during the combine, he was the fifth fastest offensive lineman in the 40 yard really? dash with wow. a four, 4.92 uh, 40 yard dash. Uh, he weighed in at about 303 pounds. Um, he did 25 reps in the 225 pound bench press and he ranked 14th overall in all position groups. So that, that, that in that performance alone has put him in a, in a, in a great category and has mm-hmm. kind of moved him up, especially being that he came into Nebraska in 2018 as a tight end. <laughs> Which is crazy. Asterisk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And finds himself uh, being moved to the center position to where he performed well in three seasons, ultimately landing him as a third team, all big 10 uh, coaches selection. So, um, I like the prospects of him moving in, into the third round potentially, but they do have him going as low as the fifth possibly. Yeah, I think Cam Jurgens. I'd probably agree with you, maybe second, third, fourth round. The, the name that I really want to focus on is Cam Taylor Britt. I know he had some talk of maybe buzz of a first-round pick the year before last. Last year maybe regressed a little bit. I don't know if that was really an indication of the team. Maybe the, the defense was a little bit better. Overall, like I said, when I came to Lincoln, there's one guy, there's something to be said for the eye test. At least I've always thought so. When I first came to Lincoln, you watch the defense. The first name that I really popped out and the guy I was looking at the entire time was Cam Taylor Britt. It's just the eye test. You see him Mm -hmm. on the field and he looks like he's been there before. He looks like a football player. He's got the size. He's got the speed. And I know he had dropped in, in, in recent rounds and lately he's been getting that buzz a little bit more. But like you said, Strick, I mean, there's something to be said for combine results. And the kid ran a 4-3-8. So, look, at the NFL level, as a cornerback, you got to be able to run, it sounds like, at least a 4-4 these days. He's Mm -hmm. there. He's got the size. I I don't think they have him listed at 196 pounds, five foot eleven. I don't know. Maybe he needs to gain a couple, a few more pounds. But he's kind of there weight-wise. That's a lot of the things with cornerbacks. It's always size and speed. I think he's there. Well, that that made him the seventh fastest cornerback and right. 24 overall. So um, I think with him, I think the highest projection that I could possibly see him is maybe around 78 in the second round to Cincinnati. Um, that's possibly his his, his ceiling. Mm-hmm. And uh, But one of the things that I, as I was doing some research and looking at it, I mean, it looks like maybe the Lions um, have a need for depth at the secondary position. So that would help to address some of the issues that they have and which would land him in the third round. Um, you know, he's a versatile piece mm-hmm. that can do a lot of different things in, in coverage. You know, you can put him at the corner, you can run him. you know, on, on, on I, I think he would be good on uh, the sideline side, uh, but he can also play safety. Absolutely. You know, you can run him in the, you can run him in there in the, uh, um, so some nickel packages and some quarter packages, um, different areas where he could be strong there as well in the slot. So um, I like his prospects there. Uh, you know, he was a second Tim all big 10 uh, performer this year and, and last year mm-hmm. um, he received tremendous media awards. He played in a lot of games. He had 11 breakups, one interception and a block kick. So that's where his versatility shows up. And, and, and that's where I like him. I mean, he could possibly be the first quarterback drafted, cornerback drafted since 2014, and that was Stanley John Baptiste, wow. uh, who went to the Saints in the second round. So right. there, there's some possibilities wow. there for him to possibly land, I think, maybe in the third round, maybe 97th 
to the uh, the Detroit Lions. Here, let me ask you this. So I'm looking at NFL.com right now. They have him as a prospect grade of 6.18. Not entirely sure what that means, but it comes with a description. Good backup with the de- the potential to develop into a starter. Would you say that's a yeah, pretty good assessment? That's, that's the way I see it, and right. that's why I think his versatility – of being able to not only play corner, I wouldn't put him on the wide side right. to start out. That that that'd be a little bit <laughs> too much. <laughs> I think initially, with how great the receivers are these days, but definitely could see him in the slot. Could definitely see him uh, running some safety potentially, which would give him a little bit of ability. Maybe not as good in the in in run coverage at the time, but you can see him doing some blitzing type stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the position because you know he he recorded a couple sacks, two and a half sacks, so he has the ability to um, to do a lot of different things. He's able to tackle, uh, he's able to come up mm-hmm. and do, but but initially I wouldn't find him being able to do that. Like you said, I'd like for him to gain a little little bit more pounds before I I'd, I'd right. like to see him really handling himself in run defense. And you know what's really crazy, Strick? I'm looking now at, at Nebraska players that went to Nebraska that ended up getting drafted. If either Jurgens or Cam Taylor Britt go in the second round, it'd be the first player since 2015. Trivia, who was that player in 2015? Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Stop me. No. Shut well, up, there Simple. Was- there, <laughs> there were two, Amir Abdullah and Randy Gregory. That's who I was going to say, I, know, I, was about to say I thought you were going to get the Amir Abdullah. I was going to say Amir Abdullah, but for some reason, I thought that was a little too late for him. Right. I thought he was maybe a few years earlier. But, yeah, I was going to say Amir Abdullah. Solid uh, NFL player, too. Uh, let, let's yeah. go through through the other two that it sounds like are going to be. I think Jurgens and Cam Taylor Britt are going to be the first off the board. I think they're probably Friday guys, too, second or third round picks. Again, we'll see how it works. The NFL draft can be a little bit crazy, especially in those second and third rounds uh, because those picks are just so valuable. But then let's slide down a little bit to JoJo Doman and Austin Allen. There's a little bit more kind of a wider gap when we look at where these guys are going to go. Uh, it looks like for the rankings, for the most part, for JoJo Doman, most of them have him going fifth, sixth-ish. Looks like Austin Allen probably in that same range. If you had to grade where you think these guys would go, I'd probably say it's probably in the similar spot. Where would you say it would be? Well, for me, first, I think I think JoJo would come off before Austin. Um, I probably I, agree know, with that. I, 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 got, I got JoJo in the sixth round. And, okay. you know, around the 198th pick, um, you know, he spent a lot of time at Nebraska. He's developed tremendously. He came in as a safety initially, which gives him the ability to understand coverage and good footwork and all of those things. And he bulked up and, and made himself a tremendous asset to the Nebraska defense. Um, he'll turn 25 uh, before his rookie season. So mm-hmm. there's there's a little bit experience, of that in there. Yeah. Yes, age, there's experience, mm-hmm. but um, that that is a, a partial hindrance as to possibly as to why they would take him higher uh, because of, you know, just – the longevity of a, of a potential athlete. But here's the other uh, aspect that, that maybe goes against him a little bit is that he's had injuries. Um, mm-hmm. He's had multiple ACL injuries coming in off this an part of last too. year. Yeah. yeah. From his hand injury. So uh, staying healthy is going to be a, a major thing for him being able to stick around. He'll be good in, in special teams. That'll keep him on a roster Absolutely. for a, a long tenure of time. Uh, but, you know, he had a great career. He had, and some of the things that he does well is that he forces a lot of fumbles. He forced nine fumbles last year. 
Um, he picked off. He got a couple interceptions. Um, so I think those are things that bode well for him. But he performed well as as well in the mm-hmm. in the uh, uh, the draft combine. So he could possibly go as high as 120th, 28th, maybe. Um, some say maybe in the 80th range, but I don't think he'd get that high just because of those issues that I, I labeled before. But he ran a 4-6. That's solid for a good linebacker, especially a cover linebacker, someone who can come down, mm-hmm. maybe jam, cover tight ends, definitely running backs out of the backfield. Uh, he was the 13th fastest linebacker uh, there, had a great vertical jump at 34 and a half inches. But his role is is a nickelback guy. And that's where I think a lot of his value, along with the special teams, will bowl well. He's not going to be your hard-hitting linebacker. So, you know, putting him inside in the wheel or whatever, but definitely getting him into uh, some opportunities to be able to come up, maybe some blitz packages, right. and then also definitely coverage would be. He's going to be a coverage guy. And, and I think that's where he's going to make his money is being just a tremendous cover uh, linebacker. He'll be a good third down guy, definitely. I, I want to address kind of – that we got just got a text message. Wow, all these NFL draft picks of Nebraska players, I thought Nebraska can't develop anymore or can't develop anyone. Kind of my – what I would say in response to that is how we started this up. Nebraska hasn't had four guys drafted in one draft class since 2016. So since Scott Frost has been here, you had one draft, one player drafted in 2017, one in 2018, none drafted in 2019, two in 2020, two in 2021. And going off of that, one, for a school like Nebraska, personally, I think you should probably have more. I mean, you look at when the black shirts were kind of running the show. I mean, you had guys all over the place getting drafted. Yeah, that was obviously – 10, 12 Absolutely. Guys. I mean, but Definitely that was – a couple first-rounders. Right. Two or three, sometimes four. Yeah. Right. Which, again, it's a different time. I understand that. But if this is the year that you're sending four guys into the draft, you still only won three games last year. So it's it's great that you're that you're getting four guys drafted, but this isn't consistently getting four guys drafted. And on top of that, you only won three games last season with four guys being being drafted. Um, so I just eh, I I don't know about that. Uh, but the the one interesting thing, Strick, I want to bring this up about JoJo Doman, which I thought was really interesting, is he's literally all over the place. So the Athletic has him as the tenth rated linebacker. ESPN has him ranked as the ninth best safety. And then you can look at CBS Sports. They have him as a linebacker listed at 24th. So a huge drop-off, but they also have him at linebacker. Do you think what's going to hold JoJo Doman back are going to be one of his issues in the NFL draft if we do see him slip into the third day, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, is that he just doesn't really have a position? Yeah, I mean, you, no one – well, it's going to depend. It's going to be – it's really going to depend on the need. It's going to depend on the need of what somebody feels and and how long they think they can get, um, you know, that play out of him, you know, being that he is right. an older player. And so those are those are just the things that the front office people are going to have to look at. So it, it's going to be – it's going to be tough to say. That's why he's going to fall just into a wide range – because there's going to be some guys that may drop, right? That's going to be more available. That's going to going to find themselves on a team that right. maybe they didn't think would fall this far, and that could push you know a, a guy like JoJo Doman down the, the the board a little bit longer. But um, but he he has he has a he has a potential high ceiling to get up there in that that fourth round, right. you know, maybe late third round mm-hmm. if 
if somebody loves what he brings right. just because of his abilities and performance and his versatility, but he also has a low range just because of the other issues with injury and age and, and other things that they are, or just, or fit, like you said, just not knowing where they're going to use him or where he would right. be the best fit for their organization. And there's where that confusion may come in and may lead them to go elsewhere. I think, I, I think Jim hit right on the, the nail on the head because that's the problem with it. You just you don't really know what position he's going to be. Is someone going to reach for him? Is he going to fall in the draft? I mean, these things, right. especially when you get into that third day, you really just never know. And then kind of the wild card in all of this is Austin Allen. Again, I've heard some people say recently that because of his combine wasn't great, he might even slip out of the NFL draft entirely. As a six foot eight, two hundred sixty pound tight end, I don't know if I buy that. I think his size and athleticism alone is going to get him drafted. But if you look across the board, I mean, he's Listed as the 13th best tight end on some sites, listed as the 21st best tight end on some sites. So he's another one of those guys. I mean, you get him late in the third, late in the third day. I think Austin Allen is one of those guys that if you do get him late, he's kind of one of those maybe a steal pick. Because if you look mm-hmm. at his size, I mean, six foot eight, 260 pounds. We've seen guys that go in the first round that are smaller than that. Obviously, might be a little bit more athletic, might have better hands, but I think off of size alone, you would take a shot on Austin Allen. Where where are you at with Austin Allen? Because, again, huge range for him. Well, again, he doesn't come in as a like a tremendous blocking tight end. So uh, <clears throat> it's going to depend on the need, what, what type of um, offensive scheme that they're using. Um, it's going to depend on their usage of the tight end position. Mm-hmm. He, because he does have tremendous hand. He goes up. He peaks very well right. uh, on balls. He doesn't run very well. And that's the game of the NFL, right? Right. Those, that's, it's separation. It's, it's being able to create separation. He schemed a lot into a lot of open opportunities in, in, uh, uh, at Nebraska right. where the plays that were set was very well schemed. I think he's smart enough and he's intelligent enough to be able to read coverages and to be able to squat and sit in different positions and to be able to use the abilities he has with his hands, his reach and his abilities to uh, do those type of things. He would be very good playing against zone coverage teams, but very, very tough at this point. I don't know if he's a great route runner at the tight end position to be able to create the kind of separation needed, um, especially at the next level. And I think that's why a fall maybe around the 280 uh, to 300 range mm-hmm. would be a good place to to take a chance at somebody with that type of height, and then you can work on those other areas because he does have a skill set that 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 works well and shows capability of of being able to get in the seams and do all of those things mm-hmm. that uh, uh, helps a quarterback in different situations. Right. It'll be interesting too. I, it's it's very fascinating because at the end of the day. Some of these guys can be drafted, like we said, in the second, or you might see him slip. So a, a huge wide range for the Huskers. And also, I want to make sure that we talk to Evan Bland. We're going to get him on here in a second. See, maybe there's some wild cards. Maybe a Samari Ture, a Damian Daniels, maybe guys that slipped their name in there. Also, I want to address that we got a text that said, Pete and Stewart. So you're saying JoJo Doman can do too many things well. Do you know who will draft him? The Patriots. That is a very Patriots draft pick. I, I think I'm with you with that one, Pete and Stewart. I would not be surprised to see him go to a team like the Patriots. But like we said, Evan Bland will join us next. We'll talk about all Huskers in the draft, maybe some wild cards. Maybe some of these guys will get drafted. Also, we might talk some recruiting. Looks like Oshawn Mathis trying to get some love from the hashtag GBR Go Big Red. Does that mean that he might be coming to Nebraska? We'll find out next. You'll listen to On the Block, 93.7 The Ticket.